What's up, guys? I'm Brendan Schaub. If you love everything mixed martial arts, I'm talking UFC breakdowns, UFC picks, one championship picks, Bellator, PFL, you name it, your boy breaks it all down. Tune into The Shop Show, available every Monday wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Shop Show. Enjoy. What's up, everyone? I'm Tori. And I'm Anissa. And this is MTV's official challenge podcast, where we go behind the scenes of the challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies. And cheese fries. And on this episode, (laughs) we're going to get into that insane high-speed challenge, the drama in the house, and all of the twists that keep coming from Mr. TJ. (laughs) (laughs) We will also be joined by my new partner and the newest guy to enter the house, Ed Eason from The Circle. Yes. All right. Should we get started? Let's do it. Anissa, it's time for us to start off with your favorite segment. It's that 37-second recap in honor of the 37th season. It's called a time bomb, Anissa. You have 37 seconds. The pressure is on. I did it last episode. You're taking on this episode. Are you ready to sum it up? I think so. You got it. Three, two, one, go. Oh, my God. Love is in the air. Or is it not for Ashley and Nelson? It probably isn't because now Nelson's got his eye on Berna. Who knows what's going on? It's not Bertha. It's Berna, folks. Anywho, <laughs> we get into the challenge. There's a helicopter. There's all this other stuff. A, a challenge member's gone. So Josh has no partner. And then all of a sudden, Amber B shows up. I look a little disgruntled. but That's only because she just won. And I was like, oh, my God. Anywho, um, Fessy and Esther win. They go. We go into um, nominations. We nominate Kells and... Tracy, but that's after Josh lied to everybody about what Kel said because Kel's really didn't have all these deals, but whatever. He's the big dude and they were scared. So done, that happened. Done, and- done, done. Damn it. Cliffhanger. Your, your, your time bomb left a cliffhanger and now we're going to have to sum it up in the episode, Anissa. Damn it. We could have wrapped this whole episode up right then that's there. That's a lie. You know that no one would have ended on the time bomb. People would have been like, no. was that even English? It was no. gibberish. <laughs> you, you mentioned a lot. I mean... Listen, it, it's a, there was a lot to cover in this episode, but let's just get right into it. Let's talk about the play of the day. What do you think the best athletic move was? You know, nah, that sounds too nice of me. I was just going to be like, everybody who conquered their fears. Um, I hate I hate that answer. I know. I, I know. I thought about, listen. I hate I, that answer so much. But that that is my answer in my heart. No, that's sweet. Um, that's and sweet. my soul. That's but sweet. But really, I think that Esther, quick yeah. draw McGraw, had a couple of moments. I mean, I think she might get a little bit of um, social and honest MVP for the, an athletic MVP for the episode of like, hands McGee, just tossing shit down. I think she's really smart and yeah. she speaks her mind and she may be emotional. Like you can see that she's passionate, but at that nomination, like she was like, this is what it is. How do you feel about giving it to both Esther and Fessy? Because Fessy yeah. was fasting for Ramadan. So he was you know, nervous about competing because he didn't have that much energy. So I honestly think the both of them as a team kind of deserve it. Yeah, I yeah, I could understand that. I could see that. I mean, Fessy's really trying his best to do a lot of great things this season. He so is. Hats off to you, Fessel, for just just putting your best foot forward. Putting your best fest forward. Yes, yeah. I love to. Why don't we press for fast forward and go to the dirtiest deed? You didn't. You didn't. <laughs> That's so good. All right, the dirtiest deed. We know what it is. Oh, Josh. <laughs> Josh. He was like, you know, it's my fifth season, and I've just, I've played this game a lot. I'm like, Josh. <laughs> yeah. We get it. It's your fifth season, boo-boo. But he really was like, okay, what can I think of yeah. to do this? And I love how Devin just, like, is sitting there, like, yeah, getting off scot-free. It. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It. Oh, for sure. But the thing is, is like every vet guy wanted Kells out. So it's like Josh did the dirty work for everybody. He did it for, I mean, with Fessy and for, he did it for everybody. He went into that deliberation when nobody wanted to talk and put a huge target on his back to target somebody else to convince people to throw him in. Like that's a, listen, it's called spies, lies, and allies for a reason. This isn't called friends to the end or whatever freaking little beautiful. friends to the end. No, no, no one lies, no one spies, but we're all allies. You know <laughs> That's not what this game is called. Gentle yeah. game of touch football. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get into it a little bit more because I want to talk about this. Actually, before we even talk about this challenge, let's talk about this beginning of this 
blooming relationship with Ashley and Nelson. What is going on? Girl, so I I think what had happened was after Iceland, Nelson and Ashley hung out because Ashley loves to travel after the show, so she'll be all over the place. And yeah. Ashley just loves to travel in general. So Ashley and Nelson, I guess, had hooked up after this, after, after um, Double Agents, and then I think had, you know, they live in the same city, and then, you know, they came into this house as, you know, friends with benefits, which... I think friendship should be beneficial, period, but I don't think that should be sex, but that's a whole other topic. Um, But they came in as friends having sex. So, you know, in those environments, I mean, shit's high stress, and sometimes you catch feelings. And it's easier, because it's like one minute is like two years in that house, and you fall for people. Plus, you've known them for forever. And then when you see a new girl come in, and Berna's beautiful, Mm -hmm. um... She comes in and she takes a liking to Nelson, not knowing Ashley and Nelson's history. And it's just a lot. It's yeah. just a lot if you're Berna. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I mean, who like, I feel bad for, but I think Nelson has a responsibility to be like, yo, I was, I was fucking, excuse my friend, I was sleeping with Ashley literally before, like, like a couple days ago. So, like, did it, yeah, like, did it last yeah. night, was in the bunk. Yeah. It was a bed bug. Yeah. Just crawled into her bed. Here I am, a little bug. Ready to bite your Ready leg. To... <laughs> bite you three times. Um, yeah, that that's definitely what happened. And things can get a little tricky if there are no boundaries. And there are yeah. no boundaries set before that. So, yeah. It yeah. Like, it was like, that was the real time bomb. Like, yeah. that shit. I mean, that was a lot that was going on that night. I mean, a lot. We can talk about that in Challenge Confessional because confidential. Why do I yeah. say that every time? I don't know. Yeah, let's talk about that after we talk about. Let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about the secrets of that night later because we have some funny shit to talk about. Let's get into this challenge, this heli heist challenge. Obviously, Fessy and Esther won, but it was a really fun challenge. Like we got to get in a helicopter, we get to get in these SUVs and literally peg beanbags at each other. And this is like <laughs> what you sign up for in the challenge, like. You don't get to go home and do this in your backyard. You don't get to, like, go to Disney World and pay to ride this ride. This is, like, yeah. exclusive shit. Yeah, I was excited. I mean, I went first. Um, Tracy and I went first. Nobody saw mm-hmm. that. Uh, but it was – and normally, like, I don't like heights at all, but this was fun. Like, you were strapped in at three points of contact. Yeah. And you literally got to throw bags out of a helicopter to your friend in a dope-ass Range Rover. Yeah. It was sick. And – and we got the side that we wanted and you know it was just it was fun it was fun it was a lot of fun and it was harder than it looked for sure because obviously every single time that the car went it would move in its own direction and you kind of had to like figure out where it was going to go you had to anticipate the drive but ultimately a few teams did really well and that was between Emmanuel and Casey and Fessy and Esther and Emmanuel and Casey are incredible performers i mean you could see him the first episode he pulls up first he grabs her and then they finish i think like fourth or fifth or something and then they finish top two again so they're already like people can see them but they have a really good political game and they're really sliding under the radar right now and fessy and esther pull it out and they win and then esther's fucking scream when she wins it's like she won a new car it was so It was cute. so genuine. I was so happy for her. It's crazy that whenever we win something or someone wins, someone jumps on the other person. Yeah. Like a child, like a toddler. Yeah, you, you just feel so good. Esther, Emmy, everybody. Yeah. It's just like a natural reaction to winning. Yeah. You're just I so excited. It. You can't contain yourself. You have to hug it out. And... Obviously, Fessy wins, which is good for the vets because we needed a vet to be in power. Therefore, we could still have control of the game. And so a vet wins. But obviously, Fessy's one of those vets where we were all like, where is he going to go? What is he going to do? And I mean, I don't know. He was telling people to throw in Kells. And like I said in the episode, he could have thrown in CT. He could have thrown in Devin to get to get Devin out. He could have done literally anything at that point. I didn't see him thinking that Devin was really going to be his threat. I mean, yeah. I mean, see, I love CT. This is nothing against him, but if I were a guy and I want to win this whole thing, I'm scared of CT. CT's anytime, lethal, man. He's he's the real he's, deal. I don't. He could be 50 on here and still kick it. There is something 
crazy about this man that has it's yeah. it's like a magical thing that I can't you go for the magic you go for the triple threat mm-hmm. you know brains brawn and heart like you get that out of the way yeah. but Kells is also a person that like you know a lot of these eliminations are physical yeah um I I, I wouldn't have like if I were a guy I wouldn't have been worried about Kells because I mean, you're only as good as your partner. Not saying Tracy's bad at anything, but the communication was off in their team, and like, yeah, and she's know. new and experienced. Yeah. yeah, and he's been studying the show. But in elimination, I don't want to see Kells on the other end of a hall. I don't want to do a pole wrestle with him. No. Um, I don't want to do anything climbing because he has the height advantage. He has the wings. Like, there's so yeah. many things about Kells that like just physical being. Yeah, that absolutely. are intimidating. If I were a man. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I get he, it why the guys didn't want him there. Yeah. And Fessy and Esther end up throwing Ed and Emmy in. And they get down there. And I just love the difference in reactions between Emmy and Ed. Like, Emmy is like... And I, you, know, <laughs> you feel bad for her, but just the contrast is amazing. She's fucking crying. She Falling doesn't want to do it. Falling and apart. Ed, Ed is making jokes like, yeah, you know, Clash of the Titans, two biggest guys down here. And Ed is obviously probably 5'8". Incredibly built. Really, really muscular, but right. not six five like Kells. So it was the dynamic of those two responses that had me absolutely rolling because, I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, it couldn't have been any different. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was they both were. Ed was just happy to be there. It was so great, and I can't wait to talk to him later in the episode because he's going to talk about what it was like to work with Emmy, who was obviously very frantic in the beginning, but when the time came, she clocked in. I mean, yeah. the girl does work and that is this is the first time that you're going to be able to see the type of competitor that emmy is throughout the rest of the season however long she ends up staying but she is a beast an absolute beast and we're going to see more of that and that's what's so exciting because this is the first time that people get to see her yeah maybe she has a freak out but the girl will lock in and she'll be able to get work done and that's what they do and unfortunately tracy and kells couldn't do it i'm over Mm -hmm. there on the fucking bleachers having a heart attack because i was so sad that Kells was going in. I was so sad that I kind of had to lie to him. But, you know, spies, lies, and allies, baby. Right. Right. (laughs) Gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. But then, you know, we get our first round draft pick again. Yeah. Ed comes in and steals steals Tori. And Emmy's like, damn it. And it's so crazy that it's like, like Ed's spirit went inside of Emmy's body. And Emmy did an Ed dance for Devin. Yeah. Something. Yeah. The Holy Spirit just went up inside her and she was just so excited and she knew exactly what to do. You know, it's so funny. Like she was down there. I got picked first, obviously. And she's down there and she's looking at me. She's like, do I pick CT or do I pick Devin? And I'm just cracking up at the idea of Devin getting picked again. So I'm like, pick Devin, pick Devin. I like whisper it to her. So I oh, kind of nudged you. her. I kind of nudged her in that direction. I'm like, do it. Because if if he gets picked again, his ego's going to go through the roof. It's going to be hilarious. Like, give us some Devin, you know? Yeah. Devin's great. So obviously there's a lot of new partnerships now. You have me and Ed. You have Emmy and Devin. And then you have Corey, L, and Michelle back together after they competed in that elimination. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting. And then also we got Amber B thrown into the mix. And you can right. see the drama already starting between Fessy and the Big 1, Brother Alliance percent. and Amber. And I'm very interested to see how this is all going to air because it is going to be so interesting to watch that unfold. It's an incredible storyline. But let's get Ed on the show because I want to pick his brain. I mean, you love him, Anissa. I want to live in his brain. I want to know what goes on inside there. You know, I I even want him to maybe play, you know, give us one of his original hits. That would be incredible. Yeah. You know, let's take a little break and welcome Ed Eason on the show. What's up, guys? I'm Brendan Schaub. If you love everything mixed martial arts, I'm talking UFC breakdowns, UFC picks, one championship picks, Bellator, PFL, you name it, your boy breaks it all down. Tune into The Shop Show, available every Monday wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Shop Show. Enjoy. All right, folks, we have come to that time where we get to interview a lovely cast member today. He is my fellow Philly and Montgomery County native, and this is probably the most enjoyable thing for me because I'm so excited to have somebody um, near and dear to my heart on here, and that is Mr. Ed Eason, everyone. Woo! Oh, 
Good morning. Woo! Ed, thank you it's for the coming after, on. It's the afternoon, Ed. Good afternoon, then. <laughs> Dude, Ed, it's crazy because you obviously enter into the game late, not too late, but a little late, and seeing the eruption of everybody on the stage when obviously the fans don't know who you are, but we all got to meet you a little bit in quarantine, like prior to the show, prior to filming, and we all fell in really love with you. excited about it. So when you fucking showed up- I sang up- songs to him off the balcony. Yeah. I made up songs about you and what I was going to do. And then I found out you had a girlfriend, but I was like, I made up love songs for you. Oh, yeah. you In like a Delco accent. I was yelling shit off the balcony. That's how much I loved you. And then my dreams came true. And you showed up. When you came in. I mean, and the hair. Yeah, the hair. I don't know what Croatia did, but your hair was so shiny. Oh my yeah. gosh. I appreciate you guys. I clicked with you guys too, right off the bat. And these were just like, yo, how you doing? I don't got a cheesesteak, this and that. And then Tori's like, hi, I'm from Jersey. I play soccer. And I was like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Dude, it was so. That's basically us. Yeah. The Northeast connection is real. But so, listen, you joined at the end of episode one and. You're a smart guy. So did you feel like there was going to be a lot of catching up to do when you got in there, even though it was only one episode that you missed? Yeah, I figured I probably missed a lot. Like, I didn't know exactly how much, but you never know what the hell goes on. Even when I was in there, I didn't know what the heck was going on. So before I got there, I was like, Lord knows what's happening in this house. I got to try and figure it out. I'm going to do the best I can, but I'm probably not going to figure it out because, you know, new guy. You know, I did my best, but. But you weren't the only new guy. I mean, you came into this house with like a million rookies. I mean, yeah. do you think that that would help your chances, especially like coming in late always sucks, but knowing that you have all these other people that are kind of in the same position as they never played this game before, like, did you feel safe in that? I feel like it was such a weird thing because. You don't want to trust anybody, but you want to trust everybody. And like my personality is like, hey, yeah, I'm just going to be friends with everyone. Yeah, I'm this goofy guy. I'm going to trust you. You trust me and I'll be good. But everything's like sneaky as shit. And I didn't realize how sneaky as shit it was. But like it was kind of cool and it was like fun to like figure out like, oh, this is going on and this is going on. I felt like I was like. At like a, a high school party or something where there's all this drama and shit going down and everybody's got to fill me in on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a lot to just dive into. Um, you obviously have the experience of being on The Circle, but that's a completely different show. So did you watch the challenge before you came on it? And did you have an idea of how to play it? So when we were in quarantine for the challenge, like before um, – you know, we were going on to the show while we were all on our lockdown. Uh, I caught an episode that just happened to come on MTV. Um, so before that, I had not actually watched. I knew what it was about, but yeah. I definitely should have did some more research because uh, I didn't know it was going to be that intense. Like, I thought it was just, ah, do physical challenges. But it's much more than that. It was a whole lot. Yeah. Surviving the house, I think, is like the biggest thing. Yeah. The I social mean, thing. Oh, my God. Wow. That was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that, I mean, before before COVID, being an all, I mean, I've been an alternate before. I mean, I've waited until three weeks into the show where so many people were leaving. I didn't know if I was going on or not. So they already had me. That was frustrating. I can't imagine, like, how did you feel? being an alternate at first, because I know how excited you were to just be there, period. But being there, just not knowing if you were going to make it onto the show. Yeah, it was kind of like, I was always hopeful, you know? I always think the best of everything. And then they're like, nah, you know what, Ed? Uh, You're an alternate now. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Well, this sucks. I came all the way to the other side of the world, and now I might not even be on the show. What the heck? But then... Mm. um. You know, I just kept my kept my hopes up and I was like, you know, maybe something will happen or they might need me or I'll, uh, you know, I don't know. Just kept my spirits high. It's all I did. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of crazy. You guys were sitting, obviously, in like this alternate space waiting for that phone call. And 
like while you're in that space, you probably have to keep your head on pretty straight, like being hopeful. And at the same time, like keeping yourself prepared just in case you do enter the game. So were you doing anything in that alternate quarantine to prepare for the like game? Physically. Or, yeah, physically or mentally. or mentally. Yeah. Oh, you bet your ass I was. I was in that hotel room lifting up the furniture. I had, <laughs> I had suitcases and then I would step outside, get my tan on. I had to make yeah. sure I looked like a nice golden Greek god if I was going to step out on TV. So, yeah, yeah I did well, my tans. Yeah. I did my furniture lifting. And I think that really put me in a good space to enter the game, you know? Yeah. And you were incredible when you entered. I mean, like we all saw, your hair was flowing in the wind. There wasn't. The legs look great, too. Yeah. Way to wear a legging. (laughs) Way to wear a legging. You know what? I mean, you didn't even get to see it, but I was like, he's going to be a little, like, you're strong. And I think that Uh people always look at, try and size people up and think, I was like, he's going to be a, he's going to be something else. I'm like, watch, guys. Watch out. (laughs) So when you. Peter Pan costume with no shorts. And- <laughs> yeah. It was amazing. Like an incomplete uniform. <laughs> I thought it was perfect. <laughs> when you walked into the elimination arena, that was like your entrance. Did you think that you were going to have to compete from the bat? Or were you just like, I'm going to enter the game? Like, what, what, would, what did you think your entrance was going to be? Oh, I was fully prepared for anything. Yeah. I didn't know what they were going to throw at me. So I was like getting ready. They were like, oh. Um, you're going on the show. And I was like, yeah, let me start stretching. Let's go. Like, <laughs> I didn't know what was going to happen. So I was like going in there ready for battle. But thank God I didn't have to battle that night. That was kind of cool that they gave me a night off. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, yeah. And then you got to the house. I mean, you went, you got your partner, Emmy. You went straight to the house. Now, this house is sick. I mean, it really is. How did it compare to your circle apartment? Oh my gosh, this was a crib. <laughs> like the circle yeah. apartment was just like bedroom and then like little living room kitchen. It was like, I don't know, all of like 400 square feet or something. But then we get to this big ass mansion on the hillside with like three pools and two gyms and like fitting 35 people. Like they don't make houses like that in Conchahokan. So that was a whole new experience <laughs> for me. I was like, they're letting us live in here? Like, are they stupid? <laughs> yeah, we definitely did a number on that house. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, honestly, I would take it all day and deal with whatever consequences are going to come from, like, possibly breaking it rather than living in a bunker. I don't know if you know this, but, like, two seasons ago, we literally lived underground and had no windows and were breathing in dust every day. And, so- it, smell- and it smelled like poop. Every- it smelled like sulf- sulfur farts and... Just, it always smelled weird. It was bad. So, you know what? We'll take what we can get these days. And obviously this was an incredible place. But I want to go back to talking about you on The Circle because you famously entered with your mom. So what was it like entering into the Challenge House without your mom, aka a close alliance member, like coming in on your own? Oh, yeah. So Tam and I did The Circle. And then we (laughs) (laughs) we found out that I was... uh, getting ready to gear up for the challenge and she said ed you're probably gonna need me for this one too right (laughs) i don't know if this is gonna be the show for you tam like she did great in the uh in the circle but this one you know with her arthritis and you know she's in her 50s now i'm like this might be a bit much so definitely like cheer me on but i don't think i want to throw you out there you know like i don't want to throw you in the elimination ring tam i feel like that wouldn't be a good idea (laughs) let's let's leave tam at home in one piece Mm -hmm. yeah well what if it was like a mother child paired season do you think you and your mom would be an incredible team oh then we would kick ass yeah she would come in fully prepared to rip heads off (laughs) i love it it. is she like you but tam yeah she's kind of like me i guess um she's here somewhere i should get her i love how you're looking up at the ceiling like does your she's (laughs) Where's your She's mom? here somewhere. I feel her. She's going to come out of the ceiling. Mom? <laughs> mom, is that you? She's in the building. She's somewhere in the building. Tammy! Oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> well, hopefully she can pop up at some point. Yeah. That pop would up? be fun. A little, a little pop Tam up, cam. Your... A Tam cam. Like Tam cameo. That was oh, amazing. Tam cam. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Tam cam. Get her on Tam cam. Tam um, cam. <laughs> 
Do you think that the circle prepared you at all for the challenge? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I would like to think that it did, but no, it was a whole different game. The circle, you're behind a screen. You really get to think about what you're going to say before you say it. Oh, there she is. Here's Tam. Oh, my God, Tam! Hi, Tam! Boom, Tam came. Yay! Wow! She's so cute. I told her to pack me in a suitcase, and I'd keep all those bitches off my son. Yeah! (laughs) I love it! She's <laughs> like a mother bear. She'd kill I something. love it. Keep those I bitches off my son. I know that's right, Tam. Don't worry. We protected him. We protected good, him. Good, good, good. You guys watched over my baby? Yeah, mm-hmm. too many bitches to. on my son. Yeah, I would have put that drama. I would have squashed all that drama in that oh, house. Oh, yeah, you yeah, would have. I would have put him in their place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Season 38, watch out. Tam's oh coming to town. <laughs> right? Yeah, well, I think he should talk. I think producers should talk to his brother Mitch and do a bloodlines, like brothers yeah. against. Mitch is is so fine. I would like to say that uh, Tam made some beautiful children. Yeah. Between Mitch and Ed, I mean, sheesh. Listen, I get all the DMs and fan mail. They all come to me trying to get to my sons. I want to be your daughter-in-law. I love Eddie. I love Mitchell. They got to answer their own fan mail. Oh, they must be crazy. 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 I love it. Oh my God. It's a oh, pleasure. Sam, we you. love you. Thank you. Yeah. I'll, I'll come be his cheerleader though. That's Good. awesome. Get your brother. Get your yeah. brother on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I will get Mitch's call. Yep. Shout, shout out to Mitch. Um, just thank you for being, for being here. As in, well as Ed, man. On the earth. Ed's the star of the show right now, Nisi. Yeah, I'm here. Do you remember? I'm here. I hung out with... You shut up, Ed. I love you. (laughs) My knight in shining shining partner now. Let's talk about him. Well, actually, before he was your partner, he was with Emmy. So let's just talk about Mm -hmm. this. First impression of Emmy. How did you feel about being partnered with her? How'd you guys work together? Mm -hmm. Emmy, she is a character and a half. I'll tell you what. That girl has so maybe too much heart. She's got too much heart because she was intense at all times with every emotion you could think of just flying off the wall. But like, I loved it. She added so much to the whole like dynamic. Like we were such a goofy pair. Cause I think I was just too calm and just like, ah, whatever, let's do yeah. it. Yeah, that's fine. But she was like off the wall, like flipping out. And we kind of, We did yin and yang. We balanced each other. Yeah. I mean, you guys obviously crushed it, which is really important. And you had not worked together before. Obviously, you guys just met the helicopter heist. So you only had two opportunities to really work with each other. And it wasn't like that's not a lot of time to go into elimination and then put your hand, your fate in someone else's hand. So you pulled Mm -hmm. it off, which is super important. Oh, yeah. We worked together very well. I was surprised. I didn't think we were going to communicate as well as we did. But... We got it together and we made it happen. Yeah. Ed is probably one of the most, he's just so enthusiastic. So when Emmy was having, she was freaking out before and after the challenge, silently before, but after, and she walked far into the woods and I look over and there goes Ed on a mission to try and find her and like console her. And it's just, it's really awesome to see how, regardless of who your partner was going to be, I think that you were going to be the same way with them. Um, how important is it to you to kind of have that positive, like, mindset when you walk into things? Oh, you gotta. You gotta. Because, like, at the end of the day, that's all you have. You never know what's going to happen, like, especially in this game. Like, things are just flying out of nowhere, and this could happen or that could happen. But if you keep a positive attitude and you're not just like, oh, you know, all this shit could happen to me. Nah, just do what you can do, control what you can, and, like, have fun with it. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think that was my biggest thing. I was, like, having fun with it. And, um, you know, when Emmy would have, like, her little breakdowns here and there, I was high knees through the bushes, like, Emmy, let me help you. Yeah. Like, I'm not a therapist, <laughs> but I can try. Like, Yeah. I mean, having fun with it is super important. And I think that the challenge, you get to do so many cool things and play so many fun games, which is so different than the circle because you're doing it all virtually there. So how excited were you to actually participate and compete in challenges as opposed to doing it virtually? Oh my God, it was so cool. Like I got to interact with like humans 
in person, which was so neat. Yeah. So out of my element, you know, being coming from the circle because I was talking at a screen all day. So that was great to like actually talk to people and like I could give like a high five. Like, yes, love that. Mm -hmm. And the whole physical aspect of it was just awesome because I came from like a sports background and everything. So like I'm kind of an athlete sometimes, like if I need to be. So I love doing all the physical stuff. I was like, yeah. put me in, let me do it. Let me prove myself. Cause I'm a little guy too, you know? I'm not like a big guy, but like, I was like, I get yes, you are. big ass. You're a big dude. guy. Dude, you, you literally deadlift 500 pounds, don't you? Yeah. Okay. So I don't and ever do want to hear just you just on a whim. <laughs> Yeah, you're a bit like you're big in spirit and heart, backflips, weights. I mean, you're a beast. Big where it counts. Okay, Ed. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Ed is big (laughs) where it counts. Okay, well, listen, I also have a question. Only fans coming soon. (gasps) Right, right. No, I got Oh, wait, he already has one. (laughs) He already has one. Oops. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Do it. Okay, so I also just want to know because. You know, working with Emmy was on the first challenge was interesting because obviously she was getting a little worried. And now you're on a show where you get to physically do the competitions. Do you regret not going up in the helicopter? Um, nah, I mean, I think that one just wasn't our, uh, <laughs> that one wasn't our challenge. You know, I tried my best to catch them bags, but with the damn like sun in my eyes and my short little arms, I think I caught like six of them. <laughs> I did not catch many. Um, so if I was up there, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I mean would have done. I think she would have been a little calmer being like on the ground as opposed to in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I could have just rocketed them boom, like right at her and she would have just ate them up. But who knows? I mean, looking back, we could play Monday morning quarterback, but I mean, I think it was fun. I think she had a good time conquering her fear. I think she definitely needed that. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. was good that she got to experience, you know, that helicopter ride. And I had a blast that coming out of like the sunroof, just getting whipped around. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah. My back hurts, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah. It's definitely like a little action movie. Oh, I was yeah. excited. Yeah. That one was definitely, definitely fun. Um, so getting into the house after that and knowing that now we have to pick people to go in. How stressful was nomination for you? Because we've been through it. We've been through years of nominations. But what's it like Yeah, having that and knowing like possibly, you know, you know, you're a rookie. You, you know, if you know anything about the game, there's a, lo- a bigger chance of maybe going in. How did you feel? I think that's um, another thing I do pretty well is like I don't really stress about things. Um, so I just kind of always expected to get voted in. Going into the deliberation, I'm like, that's going to be my name. I don't care. You know what? I'm going to go in. I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to prove myself. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to compete. So I was almost expecting it. So when my name didn't pop up at deliberation, I was, like, confused. I was like, what the hell? What are they doing? Are they up to something I don't know? So, yeah, I was almost, like, prepared. You know, I was just ready to go that I wasn't stressed about it. Like, I just knew it was kind of going to happen. And then it didn't at first. And I was like, what? Like, something fishy is going on. Yeah. Well, it's good that you were prepared, obviously, because two teams get voted in, right? And so when we got to elimination and Fessy and Esther called your name, you were probably already ready to go, right? Or were you shocked when they called your name? Oh, no. Yeah, I was I was ready to go. I think I had a conversation with them. I forget exactly how it went, but I knew that my name was on the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm definitely like the easiest choice here out of everybody. Um, being that I did enter the game late, I didn't get to, you know, get that real good team bonding with everyone. So yeah. I was like, all right, if they pick me, I'm not going to take it personal. Like, it's all a game, and uh, I'm going to go in there and do what I can and hopefully come back and just – that's all I want. I just wanted to, like, go down, prove myself, let people I'm know, like, I'm here. I'm here to compete. I'm here to have fun, here to win shit, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was it. That was really it. Well, you didn't know. I mean, looking at this elimination, it looked like a bit of like a torture chamber. Yeah. Um, not knowing what it was, were you nervous to go up against Kells? I mean, the, the kid had like an inch or two on me. He was a big <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I saw that and I was a little confused. I was like, I don't know what this is. Like, I was kind of hoping for like a hall brawl or something I could win easy. 
But <laughs> yeah, so I saw this contraption and I said, I don't know what this is, but it looks like a puzzle. Hmm. Um, I was like, I'm a smart dude. So you know what? Maybe this one will be fine. I was, let's just do it. Like uh, it had like a board up top. And I was like, we're going to need to solve something. I'm like, I know I can solve whatever this is quicker than him. I don't know how smart Kells is, but I knew I was smarter. I was like, I'm a genius. I just have too much faith in myself all the time. That's what it is. I love that. That's an amazing <laughs> way to be. And you I should. Wish. You should have that much faith in yourself. Yeah. And you clearly, like, you can back it up. You can walk the walk because you crush that elimination. And yeah, I mean, told that talk, you gotta walk the walk. yeah. And so like, how do you, <laughs> how did you prepare for this? Like, or do you even like study puzzles at home or do you like do puzzles? Like, are you just somebody who's, I mean, you're an engineer. So just give us a little bit more about your background and like how you feel so confident in any type of like intellectual game. Yeah. So I don't do that many puzzles, but I think I need to because there was a couple from this season where I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I am I looking at here? But, uh, no, yeah, I definitely got to start training my mind to be more puzzle oriented. But, uh, I feel like I can think quick, like anything that you kind of throw at me, I can step back, analyze it, see what we got to do and like act fast on it. Um, like I said, yeah, I come from an engineering background. I went to Cornell for mechanical engineering. Um, mm. And then from there, I started working in like the aviation field with helicopters and stuff, which is kind of cool because, uh, you know, genius in disguise, all that stuff. But I love it. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm just a good like problem solver. Mm. um some puzzles are like problem solving some are kind of like weird and you just get lucky yeah but um yeah I feel like just my brain as far as like quick thinking and problem solving usually works pretty good I could definitely practice more but I think it's solid yeah I mean you really crushed that puzzle I've never seen and I'm great at puzzles but that was so it was so fast it was like you made the puzzle yourself like you knew where every piece went you even stacked two on top of each other and just put them up there <laughs> it was amazing to watch that but there were two of you you know clearly doing this elimination how was it working with emmy in the elimination oh she actually did way way better than i ever would have expected like she was freaking out before but then once we got in and we started it like she locked in and got in the zone she like meant business and i was like damn emmy like she did not come here to play games like i thought she would kind of still be freaking out like oh i don't know like i can't do this but no she locked in and went to work and we got in our groove and we were just cruising. We were flying. We were doing great. And I just, I felt so good working with her. I was like, if anybody wants this, like it's Emmy, like she wants this more than anyone. So thank God she's my partner. Right. Like right now in this moment, I couldn't ask for anyone better. Yeah. And you guys won That's and it was awesome. absolutely epic. And then after you guys won, you had the opportunity to either stay together or steal partners, and you end up stealing me. And I think it's so funny why you stole me after we talked about it. So I just want you to tell people why you chose me. Okay, well, yeah, you see what had happened was apparently the time before you had gotten stolen, right? So I figured yeah. that, you know, if you had gotten stolen before – you must be kind of good at this. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe if she gets stolen, she's good. So let me steal her. So then I stole I you. It. And I felt very confident in my decision. I died because I thought, you know, maybe you knew who I was or you had any, literally no clue. He was just like, ah, you, you, you seem to be like a likable partner so i'm gonna take you now like i just loved the logic behind that i should have studied my show more before i came on but like i said i watched one episode i felt prepared to come in here and uh <laughs> no yeah i figured if you gotten stolen already you know you're, you're probably pretty good at this so that was my decision process was there anyone else you had your eye on um it was definitely a toss-up between Tori and Casey. Because hmm. everyone was like, oh, Casey's good, too. She's pretty good. And I was like, all right. So, like, TJ's like, pick somebody. And I turned around, and I was looking at both of you, and I was like, I don't know who to pick right now, but you know what? Tori got stolen last time, and Casey didn't. So I'm taking more. <laughs> the logic is so I think you guys me. really compliment each other, too. Yeah. Strong and silly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Hog and Doss. 
Hagen Dazs, Hoagie One Kenobi. I can't wait for people to see us. I can't I can't wait for people to see us compete together because it's just straight oh, success, just nonsense, failure goofy. across the board. Like we have some ups and downs, but they're all great. <laughs> so good. Um, and one of the other things that I loved about working with you and sometimes hated, but to be a fair, I definitely love it in general, is your ability to make jokes while you're just like living in these really stressful environments and situations and so one of the ways you do that is you'd make up songs and you would just sing your songs around the house the entire day so ed (laughs) i want to give you the opportunity to give us a little taste of some of your classic original music (laughs) all right well um yeah we got a lot of time on our hands when we're in that house so i would just come up with songs i think my first hit that i came out with was uh (laughs) picking things up yeah, I think give it to us. Yeah, here's a little taste of picking things up. Five, six, seven, eight. Cause I'm picking things up and I'm putting things down. Yeah. I'm picking things up that are on the ground. I'm picking things up and I'm putting things down. I'm picking things up all over this town. Yeah, Woo! yeah. You know what? Was we had nothing to do up. but work out there. So yes, you're right. We all did pick shit up. And put it down. Some of us picked things up and threw them. Yeah, um, yeah there was a lot of. One while I was lifting weights, that's where the inspiration came from. I think <laughs> I think that like Planet Fitness or like a gym needs to call you up and like license that as their theme song because it's truly remarkable and it makes you want to pick things up. I'm not gonna lie, I'm over here picking up. I just, and then put them down. I just picked up my pick water bottle. Yeah, I just look picking them up all over. Picked the up town. a fork. I'm putting them down. Like it's it just inspired. It's inspiring. Up a headband. Everybody <laughs> put it down. I picked it, it right back up. in their heads and they're like, "Why am I singing this?" Well, yeah, that's that's the annoying part. And then you would change original songs and make them different yeah like other people's songs i forget which one it was but i'm not gonna do it oh yoga 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 yoga. oh Oh, my god that that one was so funny because that made me so fucking angry anisa was trying to like teach a yoga class and then Ed was like, before yoga, I like to see him th- sing the yoga theme song. Yoga, 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 yoga. Like, it was like a hard metal version of yoga. But we were like, what? I was so mad because I was like, this is a zen, this is a zen space where you <laughs> wanted to calm down, Ed. And you just came in thrashing. Oh, God. Yeah, like, threw the whole mood off. Everybody was just in so, chaos. I was so mad. So good. Yeah, then everybody was laughing. But... I love you anyway. Yeah. Oh, I love you. Ed, honestly, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. We have one last question for you, and we ask this to everybody. So because this season is called Spies, Lies, and Allies, we need to ask you, who do you think the biggest spy is? Who do you think the biggest liar is? And who do you think the biggest ally is from this episode? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, okay. Um... Who do I get to pick? A spy, a lie, and an ally. Okay, because yeah. of the title of the show. Um, <laughs> I think I want to go with lie first. Can I do lie first? Yeah. yeah. All right, I think the biggest lie from this episode was Josh. Because yeah. He was just, he was fishing for something, and he got it. He yeah. got it. He, yeah. he made it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, biggest ally in this episode I mean, I feel like Emmy's an easy choice here. Yeah. I feel like she's an easy choice for Ally, you know? Yeah. You won Ooh. with her. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. We were, we were partners and uh, yeah, we got each other back. We kicked ass. Yeah. Yeah. Easy choice. Um, Now, who's the biggest spy? Like somebody sneaky or somebody to look out for. Like who's, who's just a crafty mother? Maybe Fessy? Fessy? Yeah. He could. He's on the radar there. He's definitely on the radar there. <laughs> You sound like an 85-year-old man on a porch. He's <laughs> definitely on the radar there. <laughs> like, where are you, in a submarine head? <laughs> Just watching the cars go by. He's on the radar. Um, oh, man. Okay, so Fessy? Yeah. Yeah, we'll pick Fess. Yeah, because he was in cahoots with everybody. Oh, sneaky bit. Yeah, nope, Fess. Okay. Yeah. Boom. Uh, Fess. He's always up to something. Whether right. it's good or more likely no good. But, yeah. Yeah, he is. He's he's a schemer for sure. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Oh yeah. Awesome. Well, Ed, seriously, you are an absolute gem of a human. It is a pleasure to talk to you again. It was a pleasure to meet you on the show. And thank you so much for coming on. 
Stop that. Thank, Thank you for having it. me. You guys are the best. We love you, dude. Thanks. Tell us where we can follow you, how we can support you, if you have any projects going on. What do you want the people to know? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, Check me out on Instagram, ed610 underscore. Um, Check me out on YouTube, ed610. I just started putting <laughs> up some YouTube videos. I got some good ones coming out. I'm going to be putting up some songs, too. I only have one song out. But Rolex on my dick is coming soon. Um, <laughs> I got oh, videos man. of me chopping down trees uh, with my junk car. I got a junk car in my backyard. All kinds of random YouTube stuff. So check that out. Okay. Um, what else do I have? I made a TikTok the other day. <laughs> I don't even know how to use it that well. Uh, oh. I'll see if I can find what my name is. It's, oh, Ed underscore 610. Okay. <laughs> Good. Solid. Yeah. Solid. Um, Our 610 is like real heavy. You know, I grew up yeah. with a 610. I get hey, it. You said yeah, rep where you're from. I think hey. you want to follow me on Twitter, and I don't check that shit at all, but I think it's like. Uh, Ed 610? Probably. Yeah, I, just, yeah probably. Um, yeah. Well, Ed, safe to say you're going to get some new subscribers, and you definitely have some new fans. We're so happy. And I know that the challenge fandom is going to hug you with open arms you're an absolute light so thank you so much ed we love you oh thank you love you more guys yes we love you so much ed all right peace everybody bye buenas <laughs> notches carlos king Hanny. i'm carlos king one of the most sought after executive producers in reality television produced high-profile programs such as eight seasons of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I've created shows such as Netflix's Styling Hollywood, OWN's number one rated love and marriage Huntsville, just to name a few. I am thrilled to announce Reality with the King, where we'll discuss all things reality TV. I have interviewed everyone from Mimi Leakes, Teresa Judice, and Kenya Moore. Each episode, we will rehash shocking portrayals, honey. Yes! Hilarious shade. And all the drama from the Real Housewives franchise, The Bachelor, to my very own love and marriage franchise, and much more. Reality with the King podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Now hit that follow button, child, or subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Well, that was Ed Eason, everybody. He is absolutely hysterical. I can't wait for you guys to see what else he does on this season because the more you get to know him, the more you really do love him. He is such a genuine person. Mm -hmm. Um, But Anissa, let's get into some Challenge Confidential right before we close out. Tell us a little secret from this episode. I mean, should I really jump into the secrets of party night? Ooh, do it. (laughs) Do it, do it, do it. I mean, I was a little confused at the beginning of the episode because I didn't know what was going on. (laughs) Oh, now I remember it's because I was putting clothes on you and making a bed for you next to my (laughs) bed so that you could reach your arm out later in the night. So before the show, another secret, Tori wasn't drinking. So like Tori was like, I'm not I'm not drinking any alcohol like a month before we leave. Like, I'm just not doing it. I just really want to give my body a rest. And I'm like, okay, cool. I won't drink as much either. Well, we go out for party night (laughs) and out to the club. And it's like one hour to consume booze. Well, we haven't drank in a little bit. And we have an open bar. And we were out. I mean, that helicopter challenge was, what, nine hours, eight hours? Yeah. We were out in the sun all day. And it was just, we only had an hour and a half to get ready. And for you know, 32 bodies. That's like a a lot of shower time, a lot of, a lot of getting dress time, makeup time, and then getting dinner in too. I mean, all in all, I got, I got a little twisted. Let's put it like that. I got a little twisted. The worst part of it was though, we had a long bus ride home from the club. So that really threw me off. I get super motion sickness. So, Oh my God. So many twists and turns. It was like a labyrinth of a, of a bus ride home. It was, it was like, when did we ever take this many turns? I don't understand. So, and Anissa literally makes a bed for me on the floor next to her bunk bed and puts this like cool patch on my head and is literally taking care of me. I think I woke up with a piece of bread in my hand and the other hand in your bunk bed. You did. There was a hand in my bunk bed, which 
you know, I'm okay with it because it's yours. It was just so cute. Like you were reaching out for mom, like, help, help me. I'm poor. And I'm like, we gave you a piece of bread. This should stop. She's in my full outfit. I'm like, yeah, yeah. We did that last night. And it was just great. She was fine. I think we worked out after that and we felt Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were fine. I mean, listen, I'm 28 now. I don't handle handle alcohol the way I used to. I'm an older woman now. I have to be more responsible with my body. Mm. (laughs) I wish you could see my face right now. (laughs) No, but really, I have the (laughs) I have the metabolic age of a 78 year old, and we all know this. It's fine. We can we can move forward. We can we can. We don't have to talk about it death (laughs) so listen honestly this episode was incredible i'm loving this new season so far next episode is gonna be wild i'm actually a little nervous for it because you know shit's about to get a little crazy shit might pop off but stay tuned and watch it guys and anisa where can we follow you and how can we send you pictures of our metabolic age really (laughs) that's what you want people send send anisa Send Anissa DMs of your metabolic age. Anissa, where can they send them? Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> you can find me at Anissa MTV. That's A-N-E-E-S-A-M-T-V. And Tori, where can they find you? You guys can find me on the bed that Anissa made next to her bunk bed. In Croatia. In, on in the Croatia. Floor. Yeah. And if you want to find me on Instagram, it's at Tori underscore deal. So and DM her some baguettes. Yeah, send me a baguette. I love that. Send me a baguette. And make sure that you guys watch new episodes of The Challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies, every Wednesday night. And then go behind the scenes with us the next morning on MTV's official Challenge podcast. Carlos King, Hanny. Carlos King, one of the most sought-after executive producers in reality television. I have produced high-profile programs such as eight seasons of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I've created shows such as Netflix's Styling Hollywood, OWN's number one rated love and marriage Huntsville, just to name a few. I am thrilled to announce Reality with the King, where we'll discuss all things reality TV. I have interviewed everyone from Mimi Leakes, Teresa Judice, and Kenya Moore. Each episode, we will rehash shocking portrayals, honey. Yes! Hilarious shade. And all the drama from the Real Housewives franchise, The Bachelor, to my very own love and marriage franchise and much more. Reality with the King podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Now hit that follow button, child, or subscribe button so you don't miss an episode.